0: How you doing, sir? <laughs> we're here. You just hit the microphone. I know, I know. You're we're... really sweaty. you nervous?
1: I'm super nervous. No, I'm, I'm this also... is episode zero, No, no, so... but I'm, I'm also excited. You know the funny thing is we're here, brother. I know. It's nuts. It's been... You look good. Five, six... I don't know, but
0: makeup still has to touch me up a little bit. Like... So, who the hell are we?
1: <laughs> good question. I know you're Les Birch. I am. I'm Chris Bedeck. You're Chris Bedeck. And what do you do? I'm a story producer for Immersive 360 Content, and you are...
0: I'm a, I guess we can use the word traditional cinematographer, or camera operator, um, throw in the word entrepreneur, uh, inventor if you want to, but most importantly, immersive filmmaker, which is sort of where I'm, I'm heading now and really what this, headed pretty much he- you're he- vi- heading, heading that way. And that's really what this podcast is all about. And this is the, the mastering 360 podcast where we talk about uh, immersive storytelling and technology and, and, uh, how to make people at home who are immersive, or traditional filmmakers better their skills at becoming an immersive filmmaker.
1: Amazing, Why, what, what's the PR on the hat, what's going on? There is no PR. What does it say? It
0: just says PR. <laughs> so,
1: are you, so are you doing public relations? That was just...
0: it's, a, it's a Power Rangers hat. But, nice. But you don't want to see what's underneath it. So.
1: <clears throat> okay, so the, is, that, is that from set? That is a gift from set. Have you seen Breaking Bad? Okay, there's the show Big and Bad. And there's, it. I've worked for the actor. Amazing. Amazing guy.
0: <clears throat> That's true.
1: There's a scene where you find out, I don't want to spoil spoiler alert, scene where you find out his wife finds out who he is. And his wife goes, aren't you worried that they're going to get you? So I have this, and I'll tell you what he says, and I'm going to flip it. I have this vision that somebody's interviewing us for, mm-hmm. like, Perspective Films, masking three sixteen goes, you know, Snooty has a, a microphone, and goes, so Chris aren't you worried about competition and sharing, doing this mastering 360 program and creating competition? And you turn to them and you give them what Heisenberg said to his wife. He goes, he goes, I'm not the one that runs. I'm the one they run from. (laughs) And that's you. You're the one they run from.
0: I don't know about that, but that's, that's a good analogy. I think it's more about building more about collaboration and, and, uh, and and helping people build their towers because it builds your tower so i'm more about no 100
1: yeah, yeah. i just think it's really cool they say i'm not the one i'm the one they run Ta- so we're here i appreciate that but uh anyways. we're here at mastering 360. yes what's the name of this podcast what the, What are we, we doing We actually
0: me, do me, we know some people should know we, we talked about this yesterday it was literally like less like can i come over now and record I'm like no actually i got stuff to deliver we don't like really have an official name yet we're probably gonna stick with mastering 360 because it Correct. makes sense it's already it's a it is about storytelling and yeah. it is about immersive storytelling so I think we'll probably stick with that. So yeah. for the record, you know, off the record, whatever you want to call it, we're going to call it Mastering 360 or M360 Podcast. Why 360? Why immersive? I like the idea of being inside a story. I like the truth that comes along with looking from the inside out. We've got social media. We've got, you know, politicians who are using false information to manipulate and coerce people to either join their party or corporations who are, using traditional media to show it like it isn't and painting a picture that isn't real. And I think people really want truth. They want something that, I can really see it now in social media. You got the Gary Vaynerchuk talking about your truth. Start with your truth first and then work your and the world will work, it. So you, fix, you fix yourself and your truth. And I think it kind of spreads to the rest of the world. So I think the world's looking for that. Um, I never thought of that when I first started doing immersive technology and immersive storytelling. I was really just enamored by in my The epiphany of going to the oculus conference and and feeling something that I've never felt before like when they talk about hair-raising Yeah, I could not speak for 30 minutes Yeah after seeing my first experience and a really good we Yeah, that was in their first conference 2014 so that was sort of the the spark that kind of lit it and I went I'm all it was like a poker game like I'm all in
1: well, for the t- for clarification Chris, who's talking about this new movement of content and this push and hair standing up on his arms, is also fighting. You know, he's a tri- he's already, he's ahead of it already. So this is when VR has not become a constant. Three sixty cameras. We're talk- What did your first camera look like? Your first three sixty camera.
0: We we have to show a picture of it. It was ba- twenty fourteen. I was five days before World Cup in Brazil testing. Hacked GoPros with wide-angle lenses at 220 and power supplies that literally shorted out in the taxi as I was trying, like literally, caught fire in the back of a cab with, you know, vinyl seats. Um, they were just hacked together GoPros. And I
1: remember you with a light, a flashlight, and we'll talk about where this is. But I remember you with a light, like making sure every camera was on and every yeah. and 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 making sure and like when. You had to fire all of them separate, like
0: Which gets back to this is the perfect time for anybody who's interested True. in creating storytelling because you didn't have to create three sixty cameras or try and once you press the record button, make sure they're all synced. You've got cameras that are automatically doing that. Back then, you know, was paying almost twelve thousand dollars to buy parts to build cameras. Mm-hmm. Now you literally go on on Amazon, press buy for what is an uh, Insta 360. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I a
1: thousand you're in the game
0: 500 600 bucks yeah. You're in and you have no technology like the software is built. Everything is ready and And why I say it's a good time is that the the trailblazers already made the path, right? The path is already there. We're getting better at storytelling. We're not there yet. We're learning We're it's like when film first came out. Well, we're still figuring out how to tell better stories and as we go along that path, it's easy to do that. And also content is in demand. Mm. Um, you know, can, right? Can ta- right now it's noisy out there with traditional content.
1: Can right? we talk through, can we talk through, um, as we're going, as the podcast is running, I want us to talk through our thoughts. Like I want us to just talk to our thoughts. What I think is going to be cool about this podcast when we're doing it is we have so much content. So it's like when we're talking about this stuff, we're just going to sh- shoot B-roll, like show right. them the B-roll. Because some of the stuff that we've been through there's no way we can ex- there's no way we can explain it by just talking. And that's really cool cuz a lot of this visualization that we've done, we have the content to show people, which is really I think going to be exciting to show people cuz a lot a lot of this stuff the people in our field know about it, but some people are now going to be introduced this. Brings me to my point. Who is targeted for Mastering 360? Who's who's your who's your target audience? Cuz most people might think it's a beginner or anything. It's not really that.
0: Appreciate the plug, but um I think for storytelling and, and immersive storytelling and technology that deals with headsets or domes, it's, I mean, anybody can, can try and start. I know people who came to one of my workshops who had never touched a camera before in his life, and now he's in a 360 workshop. So I think it's available, and anybody who's interested can get into it. But what I'm finding is that it's most traditional filmmakers, a lot of them are the documentary style, who are really interested in, in getting in. There's the narrative side of things where people who've, who've shot traditional storytelling are now interested in how... How do we paint in this new immersive canvas so to speak right mm. there's you know if you look in to to look at hollywood you know there's most of the stories have been done not saying they all but there's there's a lot of repetition of you know who's done it mother right mother and, and daughter switching bodies were in immersive a lot of these stories have not been told there's there's a lot of um envelopes to be pushed you can really be more creative in a sense of that you're in a place is it animated is it mixed is it mixed reality there's the whole xr like it just this this expansion of of being creative it it can go anywhere and it can make people really feel something and resonate i'm not saying traditional media doesn't do that i'm just saying it's different but who do you want to who do you think to answer your question it's it's traditional filmmakers it's documentary filmmakers it's people who anyone in the film industry so the barrier of
1: entry is some sort of education being somewhat proficient if
0: you want to draw a line in the sand I don't really like that idea because it can be somebody straight out of high school who wants to go shoot something. But for the courses that we're teaching now, we're kind of hoping that people have already got some experience, yeah. and they're just building upon what they already have. We don't want to dive too much into how how to edit. Yeah, it's more of how how to use the tools so that the immersiveness feels more real. There's presence, right?
1: That's why we brought on Trevor, yeah. our young apprentice, yeah. who's now over in the back here shooting. It's because he has experience in photography yeah. and he's video, videography, and now he can kind of use those, those, that knowledge to kind of transition I, into. I
0: think you get more out of it if you have existing experience. Yeah. You can progress a little quicker, not,
1: you know, again, yeah.
0: no line in the sand, but I think that's really what it's, the on the Mastering 360 conversation, that's really what it's geared toward with the online courses, which we'll talk about way later. Okay. Um, but I want to stay focused on just providing people, you know, value on, On previous experiences and stuff like that. I got it. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's open for anybody. Quite honestly, like I've had seniors out of Ontario sign up for the course and the workshops. You know, our target markets. You know, in terms of who's really interested in 360, just from statistics, not my feelings. Statistically, it is the 24 to 35 year olds who are really interested. Mm -hmm. Just generally speaking. But, you know, in the workshops, just again, from experience, two years ago, there was a wide
1: range of 18-year-olds to 55-year-olds. So, And for, and for the, begin, not the beginners, but people that are kind of out here and don't know too much about 360 content, and we're talking about headsets and everything, what you have to understand is there's virtual reality. The VR, when we say VR headsets... You're going into virtual reality because you're putting on the glasses. The content we are creating is real life, true to form content. It's we're live capture. We're doing it's live capture. It's not CGI. It's not CGI, it's not animated. We'll go, In- go down that road eventually, but for now, yeah. it's, it's live capture with 360 cameras. Yes, you're, that's why it's immersive content because you're literally being put into an environment that really exists. So, for, you talked about fears of heights early. When we first started, I was like, first yeah, and I was like, yo, why are you doing this? Because I remember, you know, you were saying, and you, you took it back to that time of your fear of heights, and you got over your fear of heights, yep. and then you're like, ah, oh, I have an idea. What was that light bulb?
0: Well, I think people should understand that fear of heights was, at one point, my biggest fear.
1: Yeah,
0: um, Public speaking was up there, but I sort of got through a bit of that, still a little bit. You're doing great, by the way. Thank you. Um, I'm a cameraman, so I don't want to be in front of the lens. I'd rather not. I'd rather be behind. But I think this is important so people can learn from it. But getting back to the the story is is that somewhere in my youth, I was dropped. I fell downstairs. I became fearful. So I, I built up this ongoing, along with experiences, fear of heights. And I was backpacking for a year in Australia and Thailand and Malaysia. And I got to New Zealand and a nightclub won the highest bungee in the world. And prior to all this happening, I had made new friends in New Zealand, traveling on the Kiwi Experience bus, telling them that I would be going on all these these awesome trips. But the reality is I I really couldn't afford it. That's what I told them. But the real, defined truth was that I was afraid of heights. So why would I be skydiving? Why would I be bungee jumping? Why would I be doing these things that would put me in a position that make me feel extremely uncomfortable as a human being? When I won that, um, I remember doing push-ups at a nightclub, and they go, here you go, here's an envelope. You won the uh, uh, the lar- largest bungee jump in the world called the So high that high
1: high high. was Chris just letting us know that he was buff at one point. He just didn't. It <laughs> <laughs> I, a, I think I did 10 of them, so I wasn't buff. But
0: you won the competition. But the, the the point of this story is that I was reading, I had a book with me from Anthony Robbins called The Giant Within. Yes. And, I, and I'm not, I'm, I don't, I'm not a hypocrite, so I go, I've been telling people I would be doing this. I quickly went to the, the chapter on fear. There's a point to this. Went to the chapter of fear, did all the exercise, sitting in a hot tub in New Zealand. People are like, what are you doing? And they're bringing wine and cheese. And I told them what I was doing. I was like, this is interesting. And in two days, I literally did all the visualization exercises and conquered my fear of heights to the point that when I walked out on that last day and and was on this, it's a, it's a, it's a huge span across a channel where it's 300 and some feet um, and you're going head first I was so not afraid that I became afraid that I wasn't afraid if that makes any sense at all mm. to a point where I was balancing my stomach on top of the cables and I wasn't afraid. I go, wow, that's that's quite incredible. So when I came across the whole 360 VR thing and at the Oculus conference, it occurred to me that if I can read a chapter of a book and I can change my biggest fear and I think as a society, if we all remove our biggest fears, we're probably going to do what we're meant to do as human beings on this planet. And I think that makes a... Fundamental shift as a human species or a society or whatever you want to call it that we fundamentally if we each Change something in ourselves, that one thing we've just went probably two degrees on a higher better You know positive level than we are today um, As a theory you, so, do you know, it's
1: so sick too. is like sorry I just makes me think about like when we were in like Grand Canyon like when we were filming VR wonders
0: So that was the basis of the VR wonders is yes what what story, what place, what location, um, could we choose where we put ourselves in that and I think the first one was Northern Lights because I just wanted the splendor of it. But can. Grand Canyon was because we were out in cliffs and we
1: we're in closed areas. Yes, and I'm not and cold your thought, this is your your time. What I wanted to say about that is I now at the time when you were telling me this, I couldn't connect with it. Yeah. I didn't have a fear of heights. I was a, I was I was mm-hmm. a bird soaring over the over the sky. Yeah. It wasn't until we got to Grand Canyon and we were sleep deprived, um, living in an RV. It was what plus fifty plus 50, Celsius,
0: so it's one hundred twenty
1: something degrees. I'm on the side of a cliff, and you're like, "Hey, bring me that battery," because at the time, yeah. this was before all these Insta Pro and this stuff. These were hacked together five five Ds days. with car batteries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we all ran day. it. Hours, yeah. yeah, we ran it off a car battery. That's how we ran the whole rig, and we had to cl- go into the desert with these. There's no. Cars didn't go down these roads. Three quarters roads. of a mile to yeah. get to one location. And we'll show you the footage just in case you don't believe it. Yeah. And I remember, you're like, hey, bring me the battery. I'm like, no problem. I go to get the battery and I'm walking and we're not on the barriers. We're way down into the Grand Canyon. Where you're there's going rock, downhill, where yeah. cliffs break off and people yeah. go. And and you were like, bring me the battery. And I remember I was scooting like a poodle. Yeah. I remember I was literally scooting <laughs> your ass. on like my butt because I couldn't. <laughs> bring myself to stand <laughs> up that? Can we roll the film? Yeah, 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 let's roll, roll, roll the film. That. So there you have it, you know, so, so, and the thing I learned, and I think I had a huge appreciation for why you were making 360 content, was to help people, sorry about that, to help people tackle their fears, yeah. and among other amazing visualizations, telling storytelling, so this brings me to my next question. What's Before we go most- to the next
0: question, do you know what, did you note that what we're just talking about, about the fear... Yes. And sort of conquering something that's inside of us that may be limiting us. Maybe it's not a fear. Maybe it's a phobia. Maybe it's yeah. whatever it may be. Maybe it's public. Sp- whatever it may be. The interesting thing is that that was sort of my goal. And I was just kind of on a whim. But when we got there and we were setting up time lapse and, and that takes quite, quite some time. A lot of time. There were a lot of people that I ended up talking to. I don't know about you. Me too. I remember sitting on the, on the side there on the last days where we're meeting people who have solely come to the Grand Canyon to find something cause there was a part of them missing. And I thought that was really either coincidental or maybe we're onto something. E- either way, 100%. you know, one person I talked to had lost, you know, mom and dad and they were soul searching and they came to this place because it's so, I literally remember the first time I saw it, I dropped and just stood there and it, if you've never been to the Grand Canyon, you can see pictures, you can see video until you are actually been there. and Feel how gigantic. Oh no! It, you just can't explain it. So it was interesting talking to many people, not just one or two, how they came there, just to experience the nature and the whatever it is they're looking for. And some of them didn't even know what they were looking for. So it was just interesting how some of them were there because they were afraid of losing somebody
1: or anyway, yeah. So one of my favorite moments. It's funny you said that. One of my favorite moments. A really humbling. I don't wanna say euphoria, but just I think zenness. If I, if for lack of a better word, I was just super zen. Is when we drove into the desert, four in the morning, slept two hours. We're going to the desert. We're asking these guys directions because we're like hobbling along. What day is this? First Probably first? day or one or two. Okay, I know where you're going. We asked these guys for directions and we're like, hey, do you know where we're going? And they're like, yeah, you're going to anywhere you want. This is the desert. See you later. And they're like, so do you have stuff? And we're like, yeah, we got cameras and stuff. We're going to shoot. And they're like, no, do you have guns? There's, there's things out there that eat you. <laughs> like there's We're not talking people. Bears, mountain lions, there's rattlesnakes. We were, And that was the first day I was like, oh. And then you were like, hey, Les, I'll see you later. Just, there's the camera. There's a rock. Just hang out. I'll see you in about four it'll be, hours. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and Phil was with us. And Phil is now. Phil on Lanyon. Though. Lanyon. Yeah. Shouts out to Phil. Who's right. doing awesome things with, and he helped DP it. Yep. And he's what he's working on Star. I think he just wrapped Stargate down in LA. He's Amazing. DPing. Yeah, solid dude. And at the time, feels like no, I'll stay on this rock. And then we made it's it. Nighttime th- or daytime? It was nighttime. It was like okay. four. And w- that was when we were doing the tracking shot when yep. we, or the with the the automatic. Uh, we had a track
0: on the ground. Yeah, right? the
1: slider on the ground stuff. Or, and then you took off, dropped the girls off. The girls got cornered by. Scorpions at some point, which I think was one of their fears one of them was freaking out when there's snakes and scorpions Yeah, and the scorpions glow at night for people that don't know the scorpions glow which at you night. don't
0: see them at, 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 Your human eye does not see it. No, but when we but have we cameras, p- but we picked it up on the camera on and the camera the, the dailies like we saw the footage. I was like, what is all this glowing here? Now, and that's when Rebecca our producer said "Well, That's could be the scorpions because the UV light that's bouncing off you know the sun's hitting the moon and the lights reflecting it's Actually, hitting the scorpions and they're emitting this glow, yeah. Which scientists still don't know if it's why does it for mating or to oh. to be seen, so they're because they're territorial, I guess. So if are mm. other scorpions won't invade their territory, yeah. Did I didn't know this, but I was like, there's something wrong with my camera, I got dead pixels, and yeah, that's right. We
1: thought it was dead pixels, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, it wasn't. but that wasn't my favorite part. The favorite part was what I want to say about these moments was on our drive back in the morning. I don't know if you remember, we started going back, we went to sleep at sunrise, we were going back. To almost, mm-hmm. and we we're heading down this road, complete desert, there's nothing around. This is not like, it's off the beaten path. And right in the middle of the road is this little fox. Mm, got pictures, of, video of it. You have videos of it? Yeah. Man, that was a moment. Cause I, I don't know, like for me, that's when everything connected. It's like, we're not just some guys shooting a camera. When we are creating this content for people to experience, we were living the content.
0: You know what's funny? Now that you say that, sort of cut you off. We know each other for a very long time. Yeah, we was.
1: can cut each other off little of bit. Go for
0: it. Do you know how many people have asked me? Were you up in the yellow, up in the Yukon, or yellow up north somewhere in Canada? Did
1: you like go up there to shoot this? And I, I'm not really sure how to respond to that. But it's not. But you you can't be cynical because it really is an amazing question because they don't see us.
0: No, that's and that's the point of that. You get so immersed in all of this, and you understand it yeah. to a point where the questions initially sound. Kind silly. Of bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say, but they sound a bit bizarre. But then you realize when you put on the headset, you look down, you don't see feet. You don't see anything. You don't see anything. Yeah. So, or, and where are you guys? Yeah. And are you holding the camera? A lot of people think you just grab the camera and you spin. Yeah. Like, no, like there's cameras that are situated, and there's like five, in this case of BR Wonders, there are five SLR cameras. Yeah. Pointing in, you know, north, east, west, yeah. south, and then one going up to fill the hole at the top. Yeah. So it, it makes me, it, it just was an interesting. Tangent yeah. to being immersed in your own storytelling and your own technology to make sure you step back and realize that, you know, this is different, and people don't yeah.
1: understand. I feel such a urge now that you said that, and I think about it. I've heard that question too from people. Were you there? Yeah. And a lot of times I'll I'm like, point. No, no, I wasn't there. A lot of times I'll point if I'm <laughs> like, so. But we do the Easter egg thing. We both do it.
0: Oh, you mean in three sixty? All the time. You know where? You know where I learned that from? From who? Zack Snyder.
1: Wow. So Easter egging is pretty much when you put stuff in. I, I guess- don't know
0: Zack Snyder. No, no. I, I did it behind the scenes on Watchmen. So do you
1: know what Easter egging is, Trevor? So basically Easter egging is when the artist this the hubris, oh, yeah. Yeah. the overall confidence. I have to be in my own art, yeah. right? And you go and you sneak yourself somewhere, and you look up or you're drinking a coffee, but you're in the art. But you're not like the foreground. You're just somewhere in the, in the background with everybody else. But there you are.
0: Well, here's some value for people who are listening. I took this I worked on I do a lot of behind the scenes work in Vancouver and I worked on Watchmen and it was I think almost every single day and the unique thing and this is important to just bear with me to see his process he does his own storyboarding and Watchmen had a lot of nuances Who and Zack Snyder the director Zach, okay, Snyder. he does his own storyboarding he literally had a massive room uh, the size I'm guessing 30 by 20 feet of the walls and I could be wrong on the next exact size, but the walls are covered in storyboards of not only just the storyboarding, but the Easter eggs. The reason mm-hmm. for the Easter egg is that as a director, as a storyteller, you don't want people to watch what you're what you're producing, your baby, once. You want people to keep coming back to it,
1: keep mm-hmm. coming back
0: to it. So if you have layers in there that you may not have picked up on the first time, and you go back and you you see something you never saw before, and like after the third time of watching, go. Maybe I missed more stuff, so then there's a pattern of I missed something, I missed something, and your buddy's like, hey man, you see that around the one hour mark, so-and-so. And you're like, no, I didn't see that, and you watch it again. So it's just a unique, tricky way of adding value to the production. I love that. Right? I love that. So when I saw that, that's why, if you actually, this is interesting, I think so. So I tried to take that idea and then VR Wonders, I didn't want to artificially put stuff in there, so the Scorpions was a surprise. Because as a filmmaker, you want to market your mm. content. So you want social media conversations to happen. Like, hey guys, you watch Fear of Wonders, did you see the Scorpion light at right? So in the back of my head, i this is fantastic. This is social media goal in a sense of not it's gonna go viral, but it's something interesting, right? That people are like, I never saw that I'm gonna go back and see it. And when that happened with the scorpions, I also found a little red light in one of the bushes that was glowing. I'm like, what else is going on here? Was there an ape? Eight- to one point, we like, was there an alien hiding in there? Like, I'm sure it wasn't, but in the Grand Canyon, there, oh, was, things, there, oh. there was things popping. We were, it was a bug of some kind. No, no, there was something going on. If out, there are aliens chain.
1: anywhere on the planet, they're there. That's where the aliens are. That's where they filmed Planet of the Apes. Do it? Hmm. Yes, where we where we shot oh, really? VR Wonders, the, the where we shot VR Wonders in the hoodoos and where yeah. you found. That's actually where they shot the first Planet of the Apes. Hmm. Where we had the RV park. so full of knowledge. Where the RV park was, where the 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 lake was, and we drove all the way around. You remember? And same story. Yeah. That was. Where that they, that,
0: that's what the I'm talking about the area where the tower was.
1: That was beautiful. That right? tower was one of our. So that so people
0: are if you get to watch Fear of Wonders, the we see the tower. Look for a bush right in front of you. It's almost like eleven o'clock. We see the tower is like three o'clock. It's kind of like ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. You'll see like a red glow. And the interesting thing about that... Oh,
1: and at 4 o'clock, you'll see our makeshift toilet. And we <laughs> we had a white bucket.
0: <laughs> we couldn't move from the camera. We're going to have to have another video of, like, how to survive out in the middle of nowhere. We had a, a dump
1: bucket. I think bucket. We, should, we,
0: should, we should save that for another day. But
1: let's, t- no, let's focus on, All right. on this. But I, we, we'll talk about the dump bucket later, but, yeah, there's... Man, there's stories, man. Anyway,
0: so... And if you look at the Watchtower,
1: because we're kind of... This What's your favorite Easter egg? What's your favorite Easter egg? In VR Wonders? In anything you've done. One that you're really proud of. I like your, your, uh, some of your Canucks Easter eggs, personally. What's your favorite Easter eggs? The one where I'm just below the, the camera? Like, oh, like this? <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, that was first first edition, so you get... But the thing with Easter eggs is you don't want to... I'm trying not to make it a, of, a strategically planned, yeah. gratuitous thing. It's more of like, can we make something that's kind of natural happen? I don't know if the the... Don't know if there's a real, I guess, the, the, again, talk about unplanned, the one thing that comes to mind is if you look at the Northern Lights, Aurora, uh, there is, I think, probably about three quarters of the way in, if you look at one of the Northern Lights, yeah.
1: I got a frame of it. It looks like a dragon, a very long dragon. Really? If, if people can find, okay, so Chris has, you have the app, you have like your own, the website with it's gone?
0: We're gonna, we'll have other stuff up, yeah. Okay, first. That's another another episode. Once of
1: once When you find the links in these videos and you follow the links, we're gonna give you some stuff to look at. If you can find five Easter eggs, really cool Easter eggs in Chris's stuff, I got a ton of Canadian oh, Tire I money. I can find five. I'll, yeah, I got a ton of Canadian Tire money. We'll just be raffling that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be at least $7. That's right, it's a bag of it. So in terms um, of adding value to people
0: is, I think to, 360 content, I'm gonna go back to 2015 when I was at the Oculus conference and I talked to one of the people in the video section talking about at that point, the Gear VR had been on the market for about two years and they had a lot of backend analytics and information and data that when I had a conversation with the folks at Oculus and it was interesting to me, I said, well, what is the data? Like how many people? And they said, well, I can tell you the percentage of people on the Gear VR headsets on 2015 we were watching, 70% of the people We're watching 360 videos. I was like, really, wow, that's that's a lot. And they said, it's all free content, no one's paying for it, and 30% are playing games. I'm like, the, you know, off off the top, I thought, that's fantastic, that's great to hear. She said, however, but th- 30% has more value in that little pie yeah. than the 70%. Here's why, when you watch a 360 video once, you may not go back to it. Where a game, you can play that once, twice. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Spend the whole weekend, right? So that's when we talk. What we're talking about right now with adding value with.
1: That's a really with, good point. With the Easter eggs. No, that's a really You're good point. You're adding value, right? Not only that. That's a really, really good point. I'm glad you brought it up. A lot of people think what we do is create games. They don't understand
0: it's a product. That was. I think. I think people are now becoming more knowledgeable. But they when say when you say, when
1: they, when they you say VR. They think game. They think, they think entertainment. And when you say 360 and VR, like, well, what does that? Mean? What does that mean? Yeah. We're this is a practical application. We're doing. We're making content for for companies. We're making car, for a natural resort. Natural so us Talk about what people are using it for. Tell me, what are people using it for?
0: Uh, so I know the U.S. the the, the so, they're using it for recruitment processes. So recruitment. I mean, like, I know the in the U.K they were getting 60% of the people that were watching headsets to sign up. And I, it was somewhere in the UK. So they actually had a tank, people on it, put on a headset to recruit people into the army. Wow. They had 66% of the people signing up. Wow. Right. So there's recruitment. NASA has been using it for a very long time. To, this is the VR side. So I'm, I'm dipping into the VR side as well. Forget so, about the VR. Um, so, a lot of marketing. Yeah. So back in the soap opera days, when we first had traditional TV in 1950s, a lot of the soap operas were created by soap companies. Mm-hmm. So when 360 first came out, you would see MasterCard. It wasn't even a commercial. It was literally a helicopter flying through a city just because was, 360 was so new. They would just have gratuitous eye candy and at the end, a logo. Really? Yeah. So that's how a lot of filmmakers at the beginning got paid. I remember
1: that. Right? I remember that. And like really exotic places. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take this here throw some music that's it the end here's a it was just for just just
0: to test the market um now people are using it for education purposes to be immersed in classrooms yeah so this whole online thing i i'm really digging where you can actually feel like you're in a a course in a workshop and because of the attention spans where you know i've even heard statistics that our attention spans gone down to seven seconds where if you're not you know, juggling a ball for me in seven seconds, you've lost my interest. Yeah. Right? We're got, basically, it's the equivalent <laughs> on of On your head. It's juggling and... The, the attention going. span of a goldfish is is seven it, seconds. No, that's a compliment. Right? It's so I like have an eight-year-old and our attention spans at the age of eight is not that, you know, doesn't go for a very long period of time. So putting headsets on people actually forces them to actually look at something and pay attention versus being in a sure. classroom and being sort of side tangent by your buddy beside you who's showing you a rookie card from from hockey or whatever, right? So, there's education, there is also just the whole storytelling side of the art of that. Yeah. Uh, If you're asking about how people are making money, that's another conversation about what people are using it for, they're using it for almost everything. Marketing, education, um, enterprise is huge.
1: Watch the table, go
0: on. Enterprise is huge.
1: Yeah. Right? Yep. So, what I, the first few projects I got hired on to do story for story producing for V in 360 content was always workflow. It was always like big mine companies or whoever that are like, hey, my investors do not wanna fly out here. These are these are straight OG. Am I talking enterprise, that's what what we're talking about. Yeah, these guys don't have, they're on their yacht. They don't have time to like come down to the mine with a hard hat. So these guys are like, we can't show them a video of everything being cool. They wanna see the blemishes. So let's show them the process from start to finish, drones, in interior cab footage, yep. exterior footage, on the ground, sticks, the whole nine yards. Yep. And then, so now it's every there's transparency. Here's the process from A to Z. Truth, as we talked about earlier. Thank you. An investor wants to know what the truth is. That's why I wanted to bring it back to the blemishes and your truth. I agree with you. What is the hardest thing about storytelling in 360. People ask, I can't can't explain it. And I I, I share, I ask you humbly if you can explain it. It's a totally different monster. Storytelling in 360, what's the craziest thing that you've learned that was not applied, that doesn't apply to your traditional?
0: I think the first thing as an immersive filmmaker
1: is because we've all had
0: egos. And, you know, as they say, fake it till you make it. So we take that mindset as a traditional filmmaker, and when we start to make immersive content, we naturally think we use the same rules, the workflows as we did in traditional, in 360 or immersive content, which is like saying when TV first came out, all the radio DJs and radio, you know, people did the radio theater were using that ex- the exact same skill sets and trying to make TV content. It didn't work. You're right. It's almost like the not, first hundred commercials were basically a still shot with a radio voiceover. Different right. work, different medium.
1: You're almost—it's almost like like somebody who drives a car going. What is that? A plane? I could do that. Yeah, it's got a pedal and a steering wheel. I'll do it. It's the same thing, right? Same it's idea. like two different animals. So go on. What's two the- two different? And I really had to think about
0: how do you explain it in such a way so that you come with an open mind. I like to use the idea of your hard drive. Just reset your hard drive.
1: And I apologize. The, the information—the
0: information is still there. The strings just aren't yeah. attached. So you still have that information. But you have to walk in it going, okay, I, I have to I have to rethink the whole production workflow from beginning to end. That whole fix it in post is like fix it in pre-production. I know people right now who are still fixing shots they did, like little short films, two years later, because someone crossed the, the line too close and the stitch line. And now they're trying to get money to rotoscope it when they could have just said, actor, stand still. So that's what I mean. We're that whole idea of fix it in post goes right out outside the window. And it's really important. I like the analogy in, and it's on our website, on the mastering 360 website where it's the outside in inside out, what I call the inside out, outside in theory, traditional TV. When we capture something, we're on a set, we're a location, the camera, right? When we do this, we got our hands up like a director. We, we frame something cause we have <laughs> lenses. And we have that frame. So we're on the outside looking into something. Is We're looking into a set, we're looking at an actor, whatever it is, we're on the outside looking in. When people watch that on a TV or a monitor, they're on the outside looking into a window, hmm? right? Where in 360, the cameras are, with their backs facing each other, or the lenses or the sensors are facing each other, looking out the whole time. So it's the inside out.
1: You know how you frame that though. You just go like this.
0: Yeah, you can do that too, unless if you can't see. Les is actually dancing right now. So when you play that back, and you're wearing a headset, same thing. Yeah. If you're on the inside, looking out. You're yeah. in the story. That's a really good point. So when you think of it in that terms, it's completely different. Super different. Because Com- there's completely no completely different.
1: You taught me a really good lesson when you talked about the first gen of people trying to, story tell, in in three sixty and how it was just it was just it just didn't go well. Because they were trying to tell stories like traditional filmmakers. Yeah, it doesn't work. And then it turned off a lot of people from the content because they thought this is, whoa, 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 whoa. So now we're trying to, our group, this new, what you said, 2019 being exciting time for 360 yeah. content creators and immersive content creators is that now we're fixing that. We are reinventing the wheel because the wheel yeah. was hobbling like this. And we're saying, whoa, 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 don't drive on those wheels. We'll give you better wheels, you know? So that's what, that's what I
0: think. On that note, let's take a break. We're going to grab some water and we'll come right back. We don't edit this stuff, so you hear what you hear. <laughs> we'll be right back.
1: We should talk about, yeah, all the projects we've done. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite project that you've done? The one that really test, almost broke you. Well, we know which one almost broke me. <laughs> but they don't. Fear and Wonders almost broke me. But which,
0: but which part? Both of them. So tell the people what VR Wonders was. So we're 2019 when we're talking about this podcast. It's now September. Back in when the project, the VR Wonders project got, became a, was greenlit, was February of 2014. And back then there were no Insta360s. Although I think all at that time there was a Jaunt camera. Um, the Vive. The arrived. Vive. Nope. There was no... There was hack GoPros that you would use with 3D
1: printed... Oh, you're talking about... You're not talking You're talking about the cameras.
0: I'm talking about any 3... Back in 2014. Oh. Right? So, what broke me was that... The Vive was around
1: for... But it was mostly VR, though. It's a headset. That's what I'm asking you. I thought thought you were talking about headsets. No cameras. Just cameras? Yeah. See? Just cheap...
0: No, you're just saying what broke me was the fact that there were no cameras. We had to build the cameras. Yes. Right? So... SLR 360 cameras didn't exist. In fact, I don't think you can't go buy one right now if you wanted to, the Insta360, the new ones do that. So
1: that's the part that breaks you is when, and I've learned this too, that- Hold on, yeah. tell me more about what broke you. Because I'm thinking, I'm remembering the wires, because with the, okay, so for you people that are traditional 360, everything's internal, you got the ball, it's all cute, It kind of work, it's made to work for what it does. With Chris's first rig, there's wires coming in and out of it Everywhere. from every angle, you're in minus forty. For
0: the Northern Lights, we're minus thirty. Minus thirty. And don't forget, we before we left, we were greenlit. So we basically the, got the money we, didn't arrive Thursday. We got we did this we got this project. we were leaving at eight on f- eight a.m. Friday morning. I still need a second camera. So when I got the money at two, yeah, we got
1: funding. It was literally not even t- twenty four hours later that I had to go build a backup camera. So we are shooting episodes, an episodic, from different exotic places, places that most people don't get to travel or want to travel, and that was VR Wonders of the World. It was taking you to the Maldives, taking you to um, the hoodoos in Arizona. Underground Rome. Underground Rome. You know, just and, and anything you could think of that your brain would want to experience, but you're like... When is the next time I'm gonna to get to go to this glowing river or glowing ocean or whatever? We would take you there, and we got a contract. Well, Chris got a contract with um, a headset company. We won't say the name, but to shoot this amazing content, we did a partnership. No, they're
0: not with around them. anymore. That's
1: funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but we did a partnership with them, and it was the first of its kind. So when Chris is now saying, we got, we got the in, we got the money in to now buy more equipment. Not only. This equipment was not, hey, let's go to London Drugs and buy a couple GoPros. This is like, you buy the materials and you built. It's, like, it's, it's not like you can just buy it at like, oh no, we'll just get it in Fernie, or we'll just get it in no. Arizona, or we'll get it,
0: yeah. You had to build a backup camera. So, yeah. And things you don't think are important are extremely important. For example, all the cameras have to capture at the exact same time we're doing a long exposure, nighttime, 10 seconds. Mm. They have to expose it at the exact same time which means the length, which I discovered after 15 tries, the length of the trigger of the cable to each camera has to be exact same length, because the amount of time it takes through a one meter and a two meter changes. So you have to have the exact length or the shutters won't shutter at the exact same time, right? So all these little things and batteries in the cold don't last as long and you don't want to be changing batteries shooting time-lapse. So True. we actually, I actually had to build a power system with uh, car batteries. And when we went there, I didn't have time to go to, in Canada, Canadian Tire, and buy, you know, these batteries. I actually had to use these little lithiums that I got from Kessler Crane that only lasted three hours Mm because it was so cold and hot swap them. So what broke me was having to build prototype cameras in a short period of time on a slider that's moving that I've never had time to test in Vancouver, never mind in minus 30. Minus
1: 30. And what people don't understand, have to understand, is the buttons on these cameras are like this. Wouldn't you have to have gloves? So you have to take off the gloves. Yeah. So you're taking off the gloves in minus dirty weather and touching the buttons. And you're touching cameras that are exposed, metal that's exposed to minus dirty weather. And
0: also the bolts that hold the cameras together when it gets hot and cold loosen. So sometimes the cameras are moving. You're like, oh my God, I just spent three hours shooting this, should I start again? Because one of the cameras
1: moved, so that's happened too. And the stuff is so cold that if it even moves too fast, it would just snap.
0: I've had power cable snap. And then that's it. the first day, so I told you that we got the funding on a Thursday. I didn't sleep two o'clock Thursday. Got in a plane, you know, we caught the plane at eight. Flew, I slept for two hours, landed, went and hit our location, shot. By five in the morning, heading back, I had broken power cables, so we had to stay up till noon buying you know triple a soldering guns to try and solder everything together but when you go back out there it breaks again so you're basically out in the middle of nowhere with soldering guns trying to solder in minus 30 which doesn't work very well
1: but for the record i, I well not for the record i should say we have to show it to them because i mean yeah. if it's so you want got, introduce- I got
0: I got photos of the lens on <laughs> one morning where it was crystallized. Yeah, the lens was had
1: crystallized. It's on it. gla- like it's imagine because you know Trevor Trevor's behind the camera shooting. Trevor, you know these glasses and these this glass is really expensive glass. You mean L lens whatever it doesn't matter. Imagine the fear you'd have with all that cold going on those glasses. Like those glasses just wants to crumble.
0: No, they're designed for that.
1: Really? Yeah, they're designed for hot and cold so that's interesting that's why i stick to story producing because i so we we built you know
0: created content
1: they up, can up handle north. minus 30 40 no problem yeah
0: Jeez. they're designed for that and then on the other end of the spectrum plus 50 which was <laughs> so we went we know that minus 30 up shooting northern lights plus 50 grand canyon what 80, is the what is the difference
1: what is the worst they can handle that i don't the, know yeah it was interesting
0: yeah, minus 30 and is I, the, think, just I, think, right I think we the were tiers. just on the edge. Yes. That's
1: my point, right? We were just on the edge. And um, the cool
0: thing when we shot Northern Lights, nothing really went wrong with the gear other than broken power uh, cables. And yeah. on one of my last days, because we have a track that I, that I built with a case, if that got tripped up, it actually does a reverse trigger on the whole system and shuts everything down. And you can see from a distance, because we're sitting in the car, the lights going on and off. And I remember about 3 in the morning one night, at about day 7 or 8, Something had gone wrong, and I thought something froze, lined on the track. It was actually a rabbit, cut across the tra- cut across and hit the cable and shut everything down. So I had to reboot it, back things up a little bit, so that it just in post we can just sort of go back in time
1: and just smooth it out. Right? Silly wabbit, buddy. <laughs> oh, <that's the laughs> rabbit. A silly rabbit, buddy. You know it's a, you know it's crazy. You before the break you talked about, um, I think people's perception of, um, of like space because you know, you're not in the space. So they think that the space is being created by like an alien, you know, they're looking at it through the, you're not there with now with being out, um, the Aurora Borealis and being in this freezing place. Some people might look at that and be like, that's a no man's land. They put a camera there with a helicopter or air vac or whatever and just get out of Where did you sleep during this time? For people that Northern don't- Lights. Yeah. Where'd you
0: um, sleep? We didn't get much sleep. We, we basically sat in a car. We were out in the cold most of the time, and then after like day three, day four, we got comfortable with the system. We basically hid. We pressed record and hide. Uh, I remember there was the one with the tent, the one scene with the tent. I won't forget this, because if people have never been in weather this cold, you have to understand sound travels differently it actually is kind of muted in some regards because there's snow on the ground not a lot of right so it's a different sound at minus 30 than it is at plus 50 degrees celsius so when you sit there and you can take in all the cold and and the, the lack of sound is is something of itself and talking about cold on a short story we were celebrating on our on, I remember shooting that tent scene and we brought out some Alec- Alexander Keiths which we have here in Canada, cracked it, took a sip, took a cheers and took a sip and we couldn't take a second one because it already started to freeze. That's and, what I was gonna that, say. Is that cool. That's what I was gonna say. To you, this this is alcohol, it's like 5.5%.
1: It's nuts because people, what people don't understand is that like 10 seconds in minus 40 weather is-
0: 30.
1: Minus 30? Yeah. Sorry. That'll
0: make it sound bigger than it is.
1: I feel like, I feel like you're wrong. I feel like Fernie, not Fernie, I feel like when we were in Winnipeg shooting for oh
0: yeah Benz. Different. I'm just telling you, I actually saw the, the mark. I think Benz was minus 30. Benz was minus 40. Oh, was, Benz was colder? It was minus 47 at night. It was like thir- minus 35. That was so the, you're talking about a different, you're talking about a- Sorry, sh- I'm just sh-
1: jumping, yeah. Cause I was trying to remember the times. mercedes so
0: Benz. Cause we've experienced- It was so 40, cold. We, I couldn't put the lenses on the cameras cause there were different
1: temperatures. The cameras were warmer than the lenses. So you couldn't put the lenses on. And I mean, growing up in Ontario, I'm used to cold. So I should, this is not a Caribbean Caribbean ignorance. I'm not gonna blame this on Caribbean ignorance or anything. I grew up in Toronto, but, so I decide, eh, one sock, I'll be kind of cold. Two socks, I'll be warmer. So I put on these two socks and what these guys didn't, I didn't realize until later, is that when you put on two socks, the, sec, the second sock makes the first socks make your foot sweat. So what happens is the, 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 the sweat Get your foot gets sweaty and then it dries and cools on your foot and then freezes. So the moisture of the sweat freezes onto your foot and just like encapsulates your foot in
0: ice. It's almost like don't go inside for too long, get warm, because you're gonna have to come outside and face your your body freezing again. That was so the takeaway from we should actually do a, a. Sort of a, I don't know, some sort of takeaway for like how do you travel and how you deal with Over, on another, another yeah. conversation. Yeah, I or think another so too. podcast about how that works.
1: I think that's really good. We get
0: providing it. value for people in, in this podcast. We should have a conversation about sort of lessons learned or we talked a bit about our stories mm-hmm. and the VR Wonder stuff and the Canucks and which we haven't talked about in VC Lions mm-hmm. and sports. Where did you want to, how can we provide?
1: Yeah, I have something here. So this is my list, everybody. This is kind of my list. And then this That's my list. That's Chris's list right there. It's Chris' to-do list. Draw pictures, sleep, podcast. Yeah, so... With crooked teeth. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But truthfully, some of this is Chris's. I'm not going to take full credit. You know what? I really want to know. I think, like... We talked about the the crazy memories and stuff like that. Um, What would be, like... I know mine. What would be your dream storytelling situation for... Uh, 360 content, immersive content. I kind of feel like I know one that's on your bucket list that we're gonna scratch off, I know we will. But what is your dream say What is the, where do you, where do you wanna see this? I,
0: the, I think mankind is always, I'll start even further back. When we first started telling stories, it was all verbal, right? Back in the day and then there was a caveman scratching on the caves. We've always told stories with a bit of a filter. You know, it's somebody's interpretation of something and either the story is real or not. Yeah. But there's always an interpretation of bias. You can have a director, for example, today with the same script, same actors, but shooting, having a different outcome in the movie because the director has a different Mm. take flavor. Same thing with uh, a chef. You can have the same ingredients. Exact same, all the variables the same, but the chef can make things differently. Yeah. Right? So with three sixty, we're talking about truth. It's untouched. I mean, granted, people get into Effects and all that stuff. But there's this untouched truth about it. You're in the moment, you're there, you're you're in the actual environment, you're actually in the Grand Canyon. Not somebody's interpretation or story about the Grand Canyon. You're living it, you're there, you're breathing it, you're seeing it. Mm-hmm. And as I say, words, um, a picture's worth a thousand words. There's a lot of pictures, there's 60 frames a second going on there, so there's a lot of information. So to sort of expand that into a little bit further it would be fantastic to have the ability to walk around and see more of that truth. Because as with I've learned with camera composition, there's a lot more behind a tree that you wouldn't have seen if you put the camera in the wrong spot. So we have that ability. I think that's sort of the, the, what everyone's after is having the ability to the holy grail of walking around in a, in a story, which we can't do yet. People are experiment, uh, experimenting with volumetric and um, photo, photogrammetry and, and different types of technology, but the reality is that the
1: playback and the capturing just isn't quite there yet. And So if it was a superhero... We, got, we, get, we get these Supermans now, but you're looking for Elastic Man. You want to bend and you want to be able to move and contour.
0: I want to give people more value inside the story, right? I saw a Star Wars production in 360 that I'm not sure was an official or if it was unofficial, that someone had just created it, but you got different perspectives of the exact same story. It's a 10-minute mm-hmm. story, Yeah. but are you R2-D2? Are you C-3PO? Are you in a, Are you a Stormtrooper? What's the perspective? Are you one? Or are you a third party watching from afar? Who are you? So I think having all these different perspectives is sort of the, the holy grail of who do you want to be? Where are you? Um, walking around, sixed off, feel like you can bend, look around, your, your, your mobile <clears throat> is in this immersive space. That's really where I think we're kind of heading. Yeah. And want
1: to head, but I think yeah. there's just limitations. You know it's interesting? i um, thinking about the 360. I wanted some huge key findings for myself with doing this. And you've talked about this too. You talked about seeing yourself for the first time in the 360. That was crazy. So, watch this. So, I was thinking about that, right? Cause what, are, it, what are we talking about? First, explain to people what we're talking about. So, basically, stereoscopic, um, there's, there's some. M- most are shot in mono. Okay. Most is shot in monoscopic. 360 mono. Yeah, mono. We so, know what 3D is. So yeah. now we got
0: 3D 360.
1: So, stereoscopic is, it feels almost, it's 3D. It adds a dim- yes. third dimension. It adds a third dimension. So, so the first time you see yourself in stereoscopic, not only are you seeing like your face, but you're seeing your mass. You're seeing your structure. You're, you're seeing, seeing how you You're, you're stand. seeing the truth again. You're like right. looking, you can almost like look around yourself and be like, ugh. Right? So, very humbling moment. We. We finished shooting some 360 content, and then I started getting. We're cutting, we're cutting, you know, VR one as the World, we're doing that stuff. And now you start seeing yourself in the footage. This is still mono. This wasn't stereoscopic yet, but you start seeing yourself, and I'm like, ugh, that's how I look? I look like that? So actually, to be honest. So you're that, talking about
0: when you saw yourself in the virtual reality dailies? Oh, yeah. So that's what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: yeah and just standing there like a slug. So. <clears throat> Which you look a lot different back then, by the way we gotta show them the footage. Yeah. Because I will say- I don't recognize you. I have to give you props. What's that? Because when we started traveling and doing this VR thing, when I saw that footage it was very humbling and that's when I started my new journey. Cause I was like, oh my God, right? But I don't think if I had, so that's the really interesting thing I feel. There's a lot of people- Perspective, that. and now no, no pun intended of your name, Perspective, I think it's a perfect name because you really are giving things a perspective. I don't know if it's a good or bad, but you are seeing the real, the good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. This is not for people that want to be lied to. This is the truth. You're seeing the world as it is. And that's what I love about 360. We're literally taking you and putting you exactly where we want you to be. And you can you can enjoy it however you see fit. But one thing is really cool is that, I'll never forget that, is looking at this footage and now this footage holding me accountable. You're talking about the VR wonders behind the scenes. Everything. Holding me accountable for my health, for how I live, my lifestyle. I'm in this content. I'm like, wow, I wanna be in these places more. You work harder because you wanna see these places. You wanna travel. So this doesn't take away from your urge to travel. You get a taste and you want more. And it's, it's amazing. And I also remember my story producing getting so much better. Because when you shoot in 2D, you can always cut away from those those things that you do. And that's why I love the fact that you're... You're legends. talking traditional. Traditional. Yeah, not 360. Yeah. I, no, I said 2D. Yeah. I, I call it 2D. When I say have, 2D... But you have 2D. Yeah, 3D. I call it traditional, but yeah, yeah.
0: So well, let's use the words traditional and immersive so people...
1: For sure. So traditional content, um, you can cut away from it. You know, you if you're... 360, you, can cut you it can't. With, with B-roll, whatever, with 360... If I am wearing a pair of pajama pants doing an interview, You don't cut away. You're gonna see me. So if I'm interviewing this, I used to do interviews with people, they were dressed so dapper, I'd be in the background in a pair of Adidas track pants or something, just chilling. Not anymore. You can't, because it holds you accountable. And I love it. And since then, I'll tell you, I have never showed up on a 360 I've never showed up on a 360 set with bunny slippers or no, like, plaid. Yeah, they're nice bunny slippers. I, they are. But, I mean, <laughs> anyway, I mean, this is, I think. But, no, I'm just. Are we not shaking hands yet? N- sure, if you want to right, shake yeah, okay. Okay, But But,
0: no, what I was going to say was that.
1: Sorry, I thought we were ending there, but. No,
0: sorry, to, to tangent into seeing yourself. Remember the story I told you when we were up shooting up, up north recently? Yeah, yeah. Seeing myself. Yeah. In 360, but in 3D.
1: Yeah, that
0: takes it to a different level. Yeah, because there's the 2d version of yourself. Yeah, that you see in pictures You've seen yourself in pictures. Yeah, before. you're flat. You're flat Woo, that's when you 3d. Actually, when you actually see yourself I was using an insta 3d. I was doing test shots So yeah, when I was doing test shots with the insta 360 pro 2 before I went on this gig and I was testing this 360 3d stills and when I put it in the headset it's different than seeing it on the computer or, or a phone. It's completely different. Yeah. Because you're looking around and I'm in this exact studio space, but then I see myself and it was a still. Mm-hmm. I think stills have a better, ha, has, has more resolution and more, it's more real. So I looked and I go, wow. Yeah, I was that's, that's me. Yeah. I just stood there and I was like, so that's what I look. That's, wow, okay. So, okay. So I have a bit of a gut. Okay. I'm not that tall. Yeah. so it's funny your
1: brain's going am i going the positive I'm like well that's pretty negative but
0: yeah. I'm, not a, you
1: know, I'm not you know not ugly show, but show somebody you show somebody you're you're going to eat and you show somebody the footage and they're like i feel for pears all of a sudden right Cause you get the pear shake but the point of know, this
0: is that it's it's the truth so i think everybody at some point in their life hopefully soon because you talked about how the truth transformed you a little bit
1: absolutely it has to right if you're, if you're not completely narcissistic and you like, right? have any inkling of just any humility and you see something like that, you'll be like, hmm. Got something, I have some things to change about that's, myself, right? So I think
0: 360 photos <laughs> eventually is going to catch on more once the social media. But like uh, 360 TikTok, 3D kind of thing? With the 3D. Cause yeah, there, yeah. I saw. I was in uh, South Korea not that long, a couple months ago in May, and I saw somebody who had a regular phone. Mm-hmm. I think it was an iPhone. And they had a plastic screen over top. And I was looking and I go, wow, is that, is that 3D? So there's now coverage you can put over your phone that takes 3D content and actually makes it look <clears throat> incredibly fantastic. I was like, you could see depth. It's like wearing glasses. That's amazing. Right? So I think if you have 360 3D photos talking about adding value, this is a, is a truth. I think if everyone starts to see it, you said it changed you. I think once people yeah, start to go, of course. Once once you see that, it changes things, so I I think it's going to be interesting when people start to have that. I want to videotape people with their first experience seeing themselves in a headset in 360, 3D, 3D, 360.
1: So that is probably one of your dream storytelling situations. That'd be
0: great. I've actually shot the BC Lions uh, uh, Lule watching himself in VR in 360, and then watching himself, watching himself, and it's like putting a mirror, it's interesting.
1: I really like your, I like the the footage you did with the um, the Canucks. We're talking in code. Hopefully everyone understands what we're talking about. We'll show some footage so that makes more sense. Yeah, 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 for sure. Which, oh, so I like the VR content you created for the Canucks because I feel, there's a lot of stuff I like that you've done. You actually have a real, I can't wait to do this. You know, what I'm really excited about doing this. I'm excited about doing this because I can finally drag the footage away from you and you, show you it. You already have. Yeah, <laughs> I know, it's true. I'm excited. Um, I really like the Canuck stuff. I feel like uh, um, it gives fans, it's also another layer for fans with, with our sports stuff. I feel like it's a layer for fans, like people that are super fans, or people that are hurt and can't come to the games, or these things, there's all these things, these factors that play a part in why we create the content. It's, it's a lo- for a lot of reasons, it, it could be called care content. A lot of the stuff we're creating is because we're passionate and compassionate about people that can't experience some of the things that we take for granted every day. And that's what via, that's what 360 I think is the best for doing.
0: That's true, but also on the f- kind of flip side, even from the internal, you're living every day like I'm talking about the this came from the Canucks management. like they they've go to all the games. yeah, they're there. but they're always upstairs and on the fifth floor or the fifth level. When we did this project, the first response we got back was the executives are really excited because they're not allowed on the ice when the, when the game's happening. So so everyone knows, I was allowed to go during the warmup and at a particular spot where I was allowed to be and I couldn't move. And the feedback was, wow, like, I've watched thousands of games or hundreds of games, but I've never seen it from that perspective. It's pretty dope, right, Trev, have you seen some of it? Right, so it's different. Yeah. And these people have seen this, seen the games countless of times. Yeah. Then you get into the conversation of why do this? And the conversation sort of led to who are, we're talking about sports right now, who who are they trying to make the happiest? And that is the super fans, which are the people who buy season tickets. It's
1: all about the super fans. Right,
0: they, all the sports teams make most of the revenue from season ticket holders, so I found. Yeah. It's not from TV, I'm sure they do, but mostly it's season ticket holders. How do you make them happy? Well, if you dig really deep and find the truth, they really want to be a part of the team. Yeah. So what do you do? You put a camera in the dressing room so they're part of the team. That was my goal, and- And keep
1: it clean, okay, your thoughts, all right? Cause we, the footage is on, we can see it. It's not That's dress- only you, you only think that. No, I'm just saying, it's not like, yeah, it's, 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 but I've had, it's very G, very P, very oh yeah, family-friendly content. So the feedback I got from super fans
0: who had season tickets was, hey man, you're the guy that was on the field for BC Lions, you know? and this is a guy who's wearing BC Lions hat, Yeah. BC Lions jersey, out in public, he was at a conference, right, at a booth. And he had socks. I'm sure he had BC Lions underwear, if that even exists. And, you know, big beard. He came up and he goes, I've been, you know. It was me. I, just you know. tell him it was me. And he came up and he said, oh, you're the guy that's been on the field shooting the 360 stuff, or the VR stuff, he said. And I said, yeah, the 360 stuff. And he goes, man, I, I, I just got to say, I was already a fan, but that brought it to a different level. Because now I'm in the room with the guys. Now I feel like I'm a part of the team.
1: I hope right? the teams hear
0: that. Right, I'm uh, a part of the team. Sorry, the, there's no ROI you can actually put on a piece of paper for how this man was feeling about his team. 100%. He now he's now set for life. Going, there's no way I'm gonna play for, like choose for choose another team to cheer for. Yeah, he's he's he, he's done. Right. Yeah. He's he's set, and that's really ultimately what all the sports teams are looking for. Yeah. And, and the he, interesting thing is only one percent. There's only a 1% adoption rate of VR in sports.
1: It's crazy. It's going to change. I'm really excited about the things we have coming with sports. I'm really excited. We won't. We can't share. We're not we can't share. We're not going to share. That's the thing. There's no spoilers here. Well, there are a few spoilers. We'll give you a few spoilers. But not today. <laughs> but there's some really excited things coming. And what I want to do. You're going to tangent, aren't you? No, I'm not going to tangent right now because we've been tangent. We should talk
0: about the Canucks and the feedback no. I got from the people watching it. So I want to quickly talk about this. So as okay,
1: tell people, tell people kind of... I'll tell this story. And then you I, remember, I remember you taking us to the, the booth. And I remember us going to the, the box seats and celebrating yeah. that day. And that was after you created content. What do the people on the ground, what did the people on the street say? So
0: when, and this is sort of what my story was about. The feedback I got from, I take the headset. Because you, as a, as a student of the craft, you want to learn what you're doing right or wrong. This, this is back in 2016 so when I was showing people at birthday parties I just take a headset hey what do you think I was showing it to little kids who were just wouldn't want I to remember it, that wouldn't want to take it off and the adults too like wow this is incredible the comments I was getting were interesting and this is sort of helping people who are out there um filmmaking in immersive with using immersive technology was that some people were you know some were kids so they're short the and they were just enamored by being in the dressing room. So they were, really weren't analyzing the height I put the camera. I intentionally put the camera a little bit higher than the players. Mm-hmm. The average player is six foot. I put the camera a little bit higher than that, like six two, mm-hmm. six four. The feedback I got was while they're wearing the headset, cause I'm monitoring and, and hearing what people are saying, can't see what they're looking at, but mm-hmm. I knew where they were by listening to the sound. They go, oh my God, I'm I'm taller than Daniel Sedin. And this is coming from a woman who was like 5'8, 5'9. <laughs> and you would see their knees buckle. they get a little wobbly. Oh. Right? So the immersiveness was so real that it actually started to affect them physically to a point where they started, their knees started to buckle. Oh, yeah. This also
1: happened in Worcester Film Festival. How many times have you, times have you literally, okay. me or you, put the glasses on somebody? Right? You put the glasses on somebody and you go, here, the glasses are on you. We're here, you just step away and they walk right into a wall.
0: That's why now I have people are <laughs> sitting down or they have to touch a table to know where we are. No, no, is.
1: we don't let them walk into the wall, but they're aiming straight you do. off the I stairs. Think that's really cruel. They're aiming. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, right? Like, this is extremely immersive. Your brain told you, I'm in a room with a You're headset tricked. on, and you literally forget instantly. Your anyway, brain, your brain's tricked. Chris, I'm excited. Um, I want to just ramble off very one words of what we're gonna talk about on this podcast. This this and that, just so people kind of know this kind of stuff we want to talk about because this is our episode zero, as you know, and it's gonna just a warm up. We're just we're gonna evolve over time, right? Um. So bear with us, cause this is this is there was zero planning. Yeah, no, for sure. So I'm proficient in storytelling, and now as a story producer, transitioning into 360 content for the last two or three years, and working with a plethora of companies and a plethora of activations, I've learned how to work around the, the issues that most um, filmmakers will encounter. Where to when put the camera, where to hide, 100%. what camera to use. What else, do, what do you want to talk about? That's mostly what I want to talk about, storytelling.
0: Yeah, so immersive and traditional are similar in that you have an idea. Yeah. What is that? What is that idea? And first of all, should it be captured in 360? There yeah. has to be a reason for it, Yeah. first and foremost. Once you agree that maybe this is the right idea to go take the 360 route because there's some sort of different type of feeling and emotion, or maybe you just want to experiment. It's like, I don't care. I just want to experiment. Fine. But just make sure you ask that question. Why is it in 360? Yeah. So uh, throughout this podcast, I want to help people take an idea or a concept and then work your way through it all the way to the end so that there is that link from start to finish idea to distribution concept to VR headset or dome or land-based I love it. some sort of yeah there's a lot of land-based entertainment centers now that need content so it's really just helping people get through all the hardships the troubles the the problems and and help people work through it because even though there are instruction manuals online for cameras I've discovered not everything is there that you need to know
1: yeah and really worked through it. And we're not going to be, this is not like... We're going to no, bring on guests. Yes, no man's an island. You know what I mean? Yeah. This whole seat right here is for anybody who wants to partake or I can get out of the way. You don't... Know, sorry, that was my phone. I can get out of the way and you don't have to look at my ugly face and you can have somebody sitting across from Chris. But we're going to have some really cool guests and if anybody watching wants to make suggestions on who they'd love to see on our Might show... Might even
0: have a Q&A at some point.
1: Definitely have a Q&A. Um, cool. I, we also want to do a roundtable. There's a lot of people in the, in the
0: Vancouver scene who've already tried stuff mm-hmm. uh, in terms of stuff meaning immersive content, experimenting with um, mixing 360 capture or traditional capture in a VR space and making it interactive. I know I Holly Rankin. Yep, uh, Jessica Glass, who is running the Vancouver VR Film Festival, which is apparently is the only one of its kind in the world, which I was shocked to find. And I've heard
1: really. It. I haven't been. I've heard really cool things about it too. Oh no! Yeah, of course I've been. What am I saying? Been. Of course. What am I saying? I've been, and you spoke at. You were on the. You're on the panel. Yep. Two so, years in a row.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if it's two, but anyways, that's sort of what we're going to be going through in this podcast: is helping filmmakers understand the process from idea to distribution. How to like where, where to get funding for your ideas, distribution. Korea is pretty hot in, into three sixty and VR right now because they're one of the only locations in the world where 5G is implemented by most of the providers and they need content right now. So Mm -hmm. that's interesting. And once I think 5G hits North America, we're gonna see a mad larger desire and request, and supply will probably. So what I'm getting is I think we're slightly ahead of the curve in terms of getting people, immersive creators up to speed on the content that's gonna be needed. And most importantly, making the content fantastic. Nothing worse than creating something that no one wants to watch. So we're gonna yeah. help you with that. And I'm still learning too. So that's why I like this. I'm learning all the time and I'm sharing yeah. what I'm learning.
1: And like, I think this is kind of like a read the lines and read in between the lines kind yes. of podcast. you wanna like, say there's rules. Yeah. You can break the rules. Exactly. They and change. Yeah, and it's like, you know. It's a en- guide. Exactly. So be entertained by the crap we're talking about. Um, and you know, take value where you see value. We're sharing our stories. And um, hopefully we're helping people not have to start from zero again. This is supposed to be something, a tool where people can say, I'm really glad you guys told me that. We implemented that. That saved us a week of just figuring crap out, right? because yeah, I got burnt out doing VR Wonders, right? So- You
0: and me both. Right, why Why? Why should someone else burn out?
1: Or almost die. We're gonna show all this footage. We're not gonna talk about it. Yeah. Chris? Pleasure. Hopefully my hands are not sweaty. Good first episode. Yeah, right on. Tune in you guys, let us know what you thought and let us know what we can do different next time. And you wanna plug the website?
0: Uh, Mastering360.com.